0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, how you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. In the world of sports, you've heard it said many, 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 many times before, managers and coaches are hired to be fired. And many, many, many times, that's exactly what happens. And right now, here in New York, the axe is being sharpened. But the question is, will it fall on the necks of both Yankee skipper Aaron Boone and his colleague with the Mets, Luis Rojas? Like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. Let me make it perfectly clear, I'm not mandating that somebody should be fired right now, be it Boone or Rojas, but I'm going to explore the situations, and I'll let you people be the judge of what you think is fair, what you think is foul, or whatever. But right now, here in New York, the situation, well, the situation is totally bleak for the Mets, okay? I mean, in the battle for the wild card, they're seven games out with 12 games left in a season. Not only are they seven games out of it, but there are one, two, three, four, four teams ahead of them. I mean, the Dodgers have uh, uh, the wild card locked up if they fault, it would be the Giants, but then you have the Cardinals uh, with the second spot right now, followed by the Reds, Phillies, Padres, and Mets. Oh, they have a record of 73 and 77. So they are no great shakes, not at all. Now, the Yankees, on the other hand, who so much was expected from and so little has been gotten from, the Yankees are certainly in the race, They're only a game and a half out of the wild card. But they're stinking to join out. I mean, you know, the Red Sox, if it ended today, the Red Sox are the first seed in the wild card. The Blue Jays are the second seed. Blue Jays, to me, are looking very tough. Then there's the Yankees at 83-67, and followed by... The Oakland A's at 82 and 67, so the Yanks just have a half a game on them, and and they're really tied because the the ties come in a loss column. They have the same amount of losses, and then following them are the Mariners at uh, four games behind at, uh, what are they, 80 and 69. But let's talk about Aaron Boone first. Nice guy, his fourth year on the job. I don't know if you recall, I've spoken about it, spoken about it then, spoke about it then, I'll speak about it now. When Aaron Boone got hired, with no managerial experience, I might add, but that's okay, but he wasn't even a coach anyplace. He was, what was he? He was an analyst on TV for ESPN. Okay, so Aaron Boone replaces Joe Girardi, and if you recall, and I was very angry over this, um, you know, the Yankees had put it out with not spelling it out, and uh, Joe was too tough, too much, if you will, of a taskmaster. Too much of a taskmaster, and th- they wanted somebody who could relate better to the younger guys. Maybe more of a people person. We, we, you know, I'm paraphrasing now. Well, let's let's go back to that time because when Joe Girardi was call it fired, let go, however the hell you want to call it. Well, they're not renewing you; they're kissing you goodbye to give you your boot in the ass. So you f- call it the axe, whatever. When Joe Girardi was not back, the last year he was here, that was the transition year of the Yankees, when they new, new kids and new people and new faces, new blood was being infused in the team. And for a guy who didn't relate or whatever to young guys, you know, you had Judge coming, there was Sanchez there, he didn't relate to young guys, they... You, a lot of the beef was, you know, Girardi, the former catcher, was too hard on the young catcher. Maybe they needed somebody to smooth that out. Okay. Okay. So in that transition year, all Girardi did, all he did was take his team to within one game of going to the World Series. They lost in seven games, the ALCS, the American League Championship Series to the Houston Astros. Okay. So Aaron Boone has been on a job for four years. This is now his fourth year. And the Yankees haven't been as good (laughs) as getting within that one game. Now, look, one game in the World Series. Now, now look, um, as I said, I'm not mandating uh, or, or, or saying here that Aaron Boone should be fired. But let's look at the Yankees with this nice guy, Aaron Boone. Let's look at the Yankees. This nice guy, Aaron Boone. Underachieving. A a huge underachieving team in baseball this year. Not a little bit, a whole lot. They haven't been good. Now, you, you could call this, that, injuries. Comes with the territory. But, and everybody thought it was all solved. They were all, maybe they were even going to make a run for the division title when they won, what was it, 14 games in a row? Whatever the hell it was. Then they've just, since then, they stunk the joint out. But the last two games, when they're playing at home, this past Saturday and Sunday, the last two games that they played, they played the Cleveland Indians, who are not a ferocious team and certainly not a big offensive team. They lose at home at Yankee Stadium 11-3 on Saturday and 11-1 yesterday. Oh, are you kidding me? Can that be? Can that possibly be? No, it's not a misprint. If you're looking uh, at your Yankees, it's not a misprint. How do you lose when you are in the thick of everything? How do you lose 11-3 and 11-1? And yesterday, they lost 11-1 with their ace, Garrett Cole, on a mound. Has let me ask any Yankee fan out there, any baseball aficionado out there, anybody who watches the Yankees play and I've I've stuck up for him for many years, but it's gotten to the point where enough is enough. Is there a worse defensive catcher in all of baseball than Senor Sanchez? I mean, really. Uh, it 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 boggles my mind what this team looks like now. And remember that they were very very tough. They were very very tough on um, Girardi. He 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 was being too hard with Sanchez. You had to handle a deal deal with him with kit gloves. Well, how's that, how has that worked out exactly? How has that worked out? You tell me. He's been awful. And he's he's not a smart hitter, doesn't think, watches balls instead of running them out. What? That was Joe Girardi's fault? Well, okay. If it was Joe Girardi's fault, the Yankees brought in Aaron Boone. They brought Aaron Boone to um, get things straightened out. Has he gotten things straightened out? You tell me. Has Aaron Boone straightened out the Yankees? I don't think so. I don't think one bit. I think it's a complete mess. Now, whose fault is that? Is that Aaron Boone? Or could it possibly be the front office? Hmm. Hmm. You tell me. Maybe Brian Cashman needs to be held responsible I mean, if you're going to look at Aaron Boone with an axe possibly falling or a noose around his neck or whatever kind of picture you want to paint, but, but if his job is in question, and whether the Yankees or Hal Steinbrenner or anybody comes forward or, uh, you know, Cashmere says it's not or is or what, trust me. With twelve games to go, if they don't get into the postseason, it's a good chance someone's gonna fall. So should it be Aaron Boone? Should it be Aaron Boone? Well, how about how about the general manager? How about Brian Cashman? I know Brian Cashman a long time. Like Brian, always got along with Brian always good with me whenever I needed to chat with him. Uh, But if we're going to point fingers, Aaron Boone, that's his choice. Aaron Boone was Cashman's choice. And see where the Yankees are and see how they're underperforming. And Gary Sanchez... What, mo- what, what fire has been lit under his ass? Because since Girardi left, this guy has gone backwards. You want to talk about regression? That is Gary Sanchez. And what really bothers me is that this guy has the tools to be a top flight player. Top flight player. He's got a cannon for an arm. But he's a disaster behind the plate. And the reason I think he's a disaster, it's one of two things. Either he's lazy or he's dumb or it's a combination of both. So it could be one of three things. Lazy, dumb, or a combination of both. But he has gone backwards since Girardi has left. Aaron Boone is here. And what have you got? You got a mess. And I would bet, I would bet Gary Sanchez will not be a Yankee next year. And then I wouldn't be surprised if he goes someplace else and puts it together under the right kind of taskmaster that that guy needs. Don't pose when you hit a ball. Run it out. And don't backhand backhand balls behind the plate. Catch properly. That's the Gary Sanchez story. But, you know, it's not just Gary Sanchez. Listen, Aaron Boone, uh, you, you know... Giancarlo and Carlos Stanton, that's great. You know, I mean, Yeah, when he hits home runs, you're thrilled. But like I, you've heard me say it many times before, it's not just the Yankees. Power, power hitters today, they're not power hitters. They're feast or famine hitters. It's all or nothing at all. And they're paying that guy, what, in excess of $30 million a year for God knows how many years? That was no great deal that Cashman got. You know, it sounded all sexy to put him with Judge and, you know... Murderer's Row all over again? No, it didn't. trust me. Shame on me for even mentioning Murderer's Row cuz the 2001, excuse me, 2021 Yankees don't quite measure up to the 1927 Yankees of Murderer's Row. So you got that situation. And again, I'm not saying Boone has to go. I I might say that Let's see what happens these last 12 games. But the Yankees have to be better. But maybe the Yanks need a cleaning of a house. And maybe that includes the general manager. You know, and I'm going to get to the Mets in a second, but a lot of people are talking about Steve Cohn, a Mets owner, maybe getting a guy like Theo Epstein... Theo Epstein, young guy, bring in Theo to run the, the, the Mets, they keep saying. Bring in Theo to run the Mets. Now, of course, if for some reason, not everybody's a baseball fan out there, Theo Epstein is the architect to end two, not one drought, but two historical droughts, both with the Red Sox and with the Cubs. He's available now. But let me ask you this, if he's available, let's say, to the Mets, because that's who people associate it with, why wouldn't a guy like Theo be available for the Yankees? Is it blasphemy? Is it a sin to mention maybe replacing Brian Cashman? And again, I'm not mandating that he has to go, but if we're going to be fair and hold a manager accountable. We have to be just as fair and look at all the reasons and maybe hold the general manager accountable. Because the general manager hired the manager. And the general manager got rid of the previous manager who was doing a damn good job. That's all I'm saying. That's what I'm saying about the Yankees. Now, the Mets are another situation. There are things about the Mets. Uh, uh, you know, let, there have been things about the Yankees, which be, I should mention this also, uh, about Luis Rojas, who I like. And, you know, Luis, Luis Rojas got the job under crazy circumstances. You know, Carlos Beltran was going to get the job, and then Carlos Beltran, you, you know, was involved in that mess in Houston with the sign stealing and the clicking and, and the this and the that. So... um he was removed. Rojas ends up being the guy. And the first half of the season, everything was honky-dory. And in fairness to Rojas, you know, you lose the best pitcher not on your staff, but the best pitcher in baseball who happens to be on your staff, Jacob deGrom. You know, that's a big loss. You know, he didn't have deGrom uh, for a good part of the season. Didn't have Noah Syndergaard. Uh... Carlos Carrasco what he, didn't have him for the first half of the season. I, I mean, but I'm not making excuses that way to the things that I didn't like about Rojas for the same reasons I also didn't like about um, Boone at times. Just some managerial decisions. Like, you know, putting this guy in, not putting that guy in, pitching to this guy. Why not pitching to that guy? Um, you know those those type of deals. And and I'm not going to go through every one that I have in my mind well this, this one and that one. Um then the other thing about Rojas which is puzzling to me, maybe puzzling's not the proper word, but there's too much I like players playing baseball happy. Listen, Francisco Lindor is a huge investment. What what they sign him for? 300 plus million for 10 years? Is that 340 million? I don't know. It's a lot of scuttle, a lot of geld, a lot of moolah, a lot of dinero, a lot of rubles, a lot of yen, whatever you want to call it. It's a whole lot of cash. Uh, got off to a miserable start, you know, not having a great year. Certainly he, he has picked it up and i like guys who have fun on their job and i like watching poll players who have fun on their job but you know don't be smiling all the time when your team is in a shit house you know him and buyers with the thumbs down and the thumbs up and and the whistling and stop just play the game will you please you know, I, I think of guys from the past. <laughs> let them rest in peace, the great Frank Robinson, great Hall of Famer Frank Robinson. Man, if somebody was doing that on, on their team, they'd hear about it real fast. Or a guy like Bob Gibson, let them rest in peace. Come on now. And I don't know, I don't know if Rojas... Now in his third season. I don't know if Rojas can be that taskmaster type. Uh, Maybe he deserves another shot. Maybe he deserves another shot, you know. But um, if he does come back, there's got to be a change. There's got to be a change in attitude. Got to see more discipline with the New York Mets. And again, is it time maybe just to bring in somebody completely fresh? You know, Sandy. And I, again, there, I'm, I'm talk, that's the that's what sucks about this business because you got to talk about people's jobs and livelihoods, and and you get to know them over the years. I know Sandy Alderson, president, CEO, whatever the hell he is. I mean, good man. And, you know, then they had the problem with uh, the acting GM. I I mean, the Mets have had their issues. The Mets have had their issues. Guy gets called for for drunk driving. I mean, mean, it's it's been a a dismal second half, to say the least. And, you know, now you're looking at a Mets team, that's what? A team that was in first place at one point is now f- four games under 500, 73 and 77, as I said, seven game I mean, they're dead. They're not, they're not going any place but home when the season ends. So if Luis Rojas comes back, he's got to come back, you know, with a stick in his hand. Or crack the whip, whatever the wanna whatever the hell you want to call it. That's what he needs to do. And if not, then maybe, maybe you clean up. And again, if Theo Epstein is available, I would certainly look at that. He certainly has a track record. I would bring in a guy like Theo Epstein. And if, if to me, it shouldn't be a foregone conclusion. He's coming to the Mets. There's no reason why he can't come to the Yankees. There's no reason why the Yankees shouldn't look at that situation. And if you're going to keep the same people, see, that's the other thing that I want to know. If you, you're going to keep the same people, how are things going to change? Does somebody all of a sudden become tough overnight? this this happens all the time in sports. When, when, when an easygoing guy gets whacked, gets fired, you want to bring in a tough guy. When a tough guy gets fired, you want to bring in an easy guy. It's like the counter. But things have to change from the current state of affairs in New York baseball with both the Mets and the Yankees. The Yankees, though, are the major underachievers. The major underachievers. They have been a huge disappointment. Will they turn it around? I'd love to see them get into the playoffs. I really would. You know, it kind of sucks around here if you don't have one of our teams in the postseason. But How could I be confident? How could you as the most diehard Yankee fan out there be confident in a team with everything on the line, everything on the line, and they lose to a Cleveland Indian team on back-to-back days in their home stadium up in the Bronx, 11-3, followed by 11-1 with their ace on the mound? That is an absolute disgrace. I, I I I'm telling you, I cannot understand how that really happened. How could that possibly happen? They they didn't just lose to anybody. And and they lost to a team with everything on the line. Everything on the line. And they they put themselves in a position not to make the postseason. That is a flat-out disgrace. So once again, I will say it. If Theo Epstein's out there, fine. But if the Mets can be interested, so could the Yankees. And so should they. And that, my friends, is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to be getting a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You could do so on Twitter, at Russ Salzberg. You can do it, as always, on Facebook. You can always check out my website at russsalzberg.com. want to thank my home here at Believe.com, because as you know, folks, the number one podcast network for professionals is Believe. But above all, got to thank you, the people out there, because without you, the people out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to each and every one of you out there, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Have yourselves a great week.